You're listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. So I'm here with Nathan from Flow. It's been one heck of a Move America conference. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to uh, be on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, happy to be joining. And um, yeah, it's been a day and a half already. And we're getting into the home run. I think it was a half day left. So I know it's getting tired, but uh, it's a good conference. I know it's uh, so that's what I'm saying. I appreciate your last leg bit of energy yep. <laughs> towards this interview here. So Nathan, would love to learn a little bit more about your story and your background and kind of your journey into electrification. I always find those stories really fascinating. I'm an uh, electrical engineer by trade, uh, by training. Uh, so I went to college electrical engineering. Uh, but then after that, I had a chance to work in many different types of industries and many different types of roles. I touched home automation, connected home. I touched uh, fleet management software uh, without EAG. Test and measurement hardware and telecommunications, uh, also at Polycom doing audio video conferencing and wearables. So I had a chance to touch many different industries and an opportunity to do technical roles, product roles, and design roles. Mm. It's fascinating because when you go to college, you think, oh, engineers, right? I'm going to be coding or I'm going to be doing something. But then realizing that there's a project product function and there's a design function because ultimately everything you do is for human users has been a great journey. And uh, maybe about two and a half years ago, I joined uh, Flow EV Charging. They were looking for a chief product officer that had experience in product engineering and design, which conveniently I had. I think they added a French speaker in there. Uh, I'm originally from Montreal, Canada. So oh, all right. it just cool. worked out, even though I'm based out of Austin, Texas. Uh, yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know, Flow EV Charging is based out of Quebec City in Canada, French part of Canada. And so it just turned out very well that they found me. And as a company, we're looking to expand in the United States. And so everything really worked out. Your presentation that you did here at Move America, talking about some of the headwinds or some of the problems that the consumers are inevitably facing in this public charging cluster. Can I say that? Cluster. So Nathan, let's walk through some of the things that you are focusing on at Flow and the things that you're addressing for folks to feel comfortable driving an EV. One of the sessions, so I had a session and then I had a round table, which was a sort of a follow-on to the session. And the name of the session was EV Charging from for engineers by engineers to design for everyone. Play a little bit of a spin on the FUBU for us by us, so yeah. the for engineers by engineers. When I joined initially, a big thing that we're trying to understand is what are the major problems in our industry that we need to solve. We did a couple surveys in total, probably 1,000 plus uh, users, EV drivers, and then um, we then did some qualitative interviews, follow-ups, to try to really understand mm. what the survey sort of told us. That's when I, it hit me that it was the EV charging industry is like the epitome of four engineers by engineers, where engineers design the product, the EV chargers, and the network for their own personal use, and they didn't take it into consideration women, minorities, folks with disability, where these things will be deployed and installed, because they just thought about the object itself, they didn't thought about the environment in which it was installed. And it was staggering. And so we took pictures of chargers, we put up mock-ups of chargers, we turned them black and white, took off the branding so that there's no bias in brand. 
and they all tested not very good um, and they tested worse with women mm. Um, mm. and so we realized okay there's really something that we need to do to, to try to fix it and for context we thought that what would come out was of course reliability as an industry I think for those of you who drive EVs I think it's known that EV chargers are not very reliable uh, in North America and in the United States especially and uh, that oftentimes an EV charger is installed but then nobody maintains it or it breaks and it doesn't work so that we expected that to come out in the surveys and in the respondents but we didn't expect the magnitude of all the other problems like usability and comfort level with, with charging and all those those things. So, yeah, so that was the, that was the, the session. It was, it was about uh, different findings that we had. And then we had a workshop um, where we touched on, okay, now that we had these findings, yeah. how can we solve these problems together? And that's a whole other sort of field where there's how do you build a culture, a team culture mm. to try to facilitate better problem solving? How do you put yeah. the processes in place and, and those kind of things? Now that you know companies like Flow and other folks that are in the EV charging world, so what happens next with that data? I jokingly say that the job of a product is sort of predict the future and say no to things. There's so many things <laughs> yeah. that you can do, and you just have yeah. to say no and right. choose yeah. the few things that you do but do really well. Yeah. First thing was that okay, we have all these problems; they're all important. But what's the most urgent? And what's the most pressing for us to solve? Yeah. And so we started ranking them, and um, at the session, I put some little fire icons next to the most important ones to say, okay, like for example, one of them is uh, when you need charging, how do you locate a charger and you're driving? Grabbing a phone is distracting. It's not necessarily the best thing. So that's fire icon. Like we have to address it. Another one was uh, when you drive up to the location, you can't find the charger. You're like, it's hidden somewhere and there's no visual cue. And so you're like, you assume it's in front of the Walmart or in front of a store, but turns out it's next to a dumpster somewhere and you just couldn't find it. <laughs> and so um, so that was another fire icon. And yeah. I saw that one. So we, we ranked them. That was one thing. And then... Um, you know, product and engineers always love to solve things. They immediately jump to the solution. You know, some call it the execution mode, the delivery mode. You want to find a solution and build it immediately. Let's just build it. And um, internally, we uh, we developed this thing called let's let's have a dedicated discovery phase, mm. and then have once we align on the solution and the design, then we let's execute and build the product. Yeah. But let's give ourselves a month, two months, three months to just diverge, come up with ideas, test out, experiment. And, you know, Marty Kagan, he wrote a couple of books about product management. He's a big advocate of that methodology, which is say, let's give some free space yeah. for the people to disagree, critique, right. bounce ideas. Yeah. Um, and so we did a couple of that. We created digital renderings to move quickly. And then we started cutting phone cores. And then we came to phone cores like, oh, you know what? It looks really odd. Uh, so we reiterated and then we took some outside. And of course, when the phone cores are outside versus inside, it's a yeah. whole different perspective. So we just iterated kind of like that. Yeah, that's so interesting because my brain doesn't work that way at all. Yeah. So I love to talk to people whose brains do work that way. So it, it's, it's so fascinating. And really talk about what are you excited about in the next year, in the next five years? What gets us really excited is, um, I use the example of Skewermorphs on Apple products. So, you know, the first iPhone had a fake bookshelf or fake notepad in the background to make people realize, oh, this is uh, the app that I use to read books, or this is the app that I use to take notes. Because nobody had experience with touchscreens and, you know, it was something completely new. So yeah, yeah. Skewermorph is taking things in the analog or traditional way of doing things and trying to bring it into the new technology or thing. And so for, for electric cars, for example, an example of a Skewermorph is that you plug your charge port exactly the same location where the gas pump used to plug into. Right, uh, right. And it's on the same height to enable gravity because you're pumping liquid against gravity as it goes to the tank. 
it's at that height too. So everything is designed for an EV charger, sort of mimicking uh, the gas vehicle. Uh, and there's a bunch of little big things, I should say, where things like reliability is not there, whereas when you go to a gas station, typically it works. And so um, we're, we're get to the point, like we, we have been pushing for, we advertise 98% uptime. We have locations like New York where we have 99.98% uptime. So we're close to the magical, mythical 5.9 uptimes, um, which is then, it's really reliable. And now we can start focusing on things that, how can we remove these skewermorphs now? Now can we look at a digital first, true EV experience and not try to mimic the combustion engine gas station model and examples of that is um, I live in Texas, ERCOT, I think people know, is not the most reliable grid. Uh, I got a couple of power outages, um, and I would love to take my EVs in the garage and be able to back up my house for a couple hours if yeah. the power goes out. You can't do that with a gas vehicle, right. but you can with uh, yeah. an EV. Texas is very hot. Uh, sometimes we have to wait in the car for a little bit. The fact that you can use the AC and some people do Zoom calls even, you know, right. Zoom app now on Tesla. Right. There's all these cool technology and things that we haven't really thought about yet that really gets excited because now it's not just about electrifying mobility, reducing carbon emissions uh, on mobility, mm. but it's about solving all these other problems that now because we have a digital first platform and digital yeah. first solutions, we can potentially solve. Yeah. No, you're right. All the technical things are solvable, I think. All the user experience stuff, I think we can solve too, because we can draw. I mentioned I worked in telecommunication industry. Building a charging network is not unlike putting cell towers and mm -hmm. building a cell network. So there's a lot of these things. I would say probably the most difficult is to get the chargers out there and having the grid be able to distribute that energy to those chargers. Yeah. Um, so you talk to utilities, most would say the problem is not at the generation side, it's at the distribution side. For us, of course, we can build chargers as fast as people need it, um, and we will deliver the most reliable and usable experiences, but ultimately um, we need to make sure that things like site permitting, things like access to the, to the Inflation Reduction Act and funds, the, the, the subsidies and the grants, incentives in place, uh, the, how quickly they, these could be dispersed, the utilities being able to bring power and distribution to location. All these barriers to deploying EV chargers is sort of slowing down. And mm. ironically, because that's too slow, there's more peak demands. Uh, it's more okay. kinky. Yeah. If yeah. chargers were already available everywhere, yeah. then people would be using it more evenly and there'd be less uh, kinky than on. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I never thought uh, about that. So that if I can wait a while, it would be like removing all those barriers and enabling faster deployments of EV chargers in the uh, United States. I would love for you to just really briefly speak to how people can potentially reach out to you. We have a fantastic website, flow.com, and so you can find solutions on our products. You can even buy chargers there, uh, oh. residential chargers. Oh, cool. Obviously not DC fast chargers, uh, but residential chargers are there. And as you know, more than 80%, depending on which research or report you look at, charging happens at home. So yep. um, that's an important part of the solution. Um, we have blog posts, uh, and I think we're ramping up our efforts in blog posts to try to demystify things related to uh, EV charging, things that may seem obvious to some people but may not be, so we're trying to catch up and make sure that, that those are available. So I think, yeah, those two places at least. And for those of you adventurous, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn too. Maybe I'll answer a couple questions. Oh, well. awesome. No, Nathan, you've been so generous with your time. I know Move America has been a whirlwind of 48 hours of just meetings and speaking. So appreciate your time. Thank you for being on the podcast. And thank you for sharing your knowledge. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. Much appreciated. 
so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. That's EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, keep charging forward.